Welcome to Go Behind the Ballot, a podcast where two Texas moms go on an educational quest to demystify Texas politics. Join me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, as we deep dive into the most burning issues, hear stories from candidates, and offer hope in these challenging political times. Let's saddle up and go behind the ballot. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Go Behind the Ballot. I'm Claire Campos O'Neill. And I am Nicole Abshire. And today we are featuring our elections mini episode, and we are going to talk about our voting experience, which was great. We love to vote, and we hope that you will too. So, Nicole, I see you have an I Voted sticker. How'd it go? I'm assuming you were there today. (laughs) (laughs) I was there today. Gosh, if anybody's watching. Oh my gosh, on YouTube, I'm a little bit of a disaster right now. I just pointed to the wrong side where my sticker is not. And then I also just bumped my microphone. So, okay, but back to this episode. Yes, I voted this morning. My local, super close, could not be closer church spot to vote. And it was all super smooth. And in fact, um, my husband, when he got home yesterday afternoon, had driven by that spot and there was a line around, kind of around the building. It was really Whoa. long. What time so was that? Around around three. Okay. Um, but when I showed up this morning, it couldn't have been easier, or, easier or smoother. So I think it, you know, it's all about time of day and just if you catch it at the right moment. And so, in fact, when I talked to the woman who was taking my ID and getting me all set up, I said, you know, how's it been going? And she goes, great right now. It's, you know, really steady, but not crazy. Uh, It's hard when it gets crazy, but it's going really well. So I thought that was fun. Interesting. So it sounds like that location gets pretty decent traffic overall. I think it does. Yeah. But again, runs really smoothly. They clearly know how to get people in and out and how to talk you through all the different parts. But yes, I guess sometimes it can get really busy. Oh, and I will also say that the area to line up inside the building is not very big. So mm. I, it's like I'm visualizing it now as we're talking, and I don't think you could probably fit more than maybe 10 before it starts going out the door. And it's right. just the layout of that area. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same for where I voted. I voted um, a couple days ago in maybe around 10 a.m., And when I showed up, I was the only voter there. Well, there was a woman that was like on her way out, but I was the only person in this, in the space along with the election workers. And it was super quick. They were very cheerful, uh, nice and warm. When I came in to vote, took my ID, went to the machine, was like, pop, 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 because I knew what I was voting for. So I was in and out pretty quickly, but the building itself isn't that big. And yeah, I could see if there was a line, how you would be stuck outside in the elements. So Hopefully it doesn't get too cold or too rainy in the next couple of days for those who haven't gone yet. Or you could go somewhere else where you have better eh, coverage. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever that word. Yeah, is. there are options. You, you've got options if you need them. Um, but hopefully it is just as, as smooth and lovely. And I also will point out that every time I have been to vote, I have found the people that I interact with to be so kind and warm and easy to deal with. And I'm grateful that I've always had fantastic voting experiences, mm-hmm. but I've just, I've only ever seen people who 
seem really grateful to be there, really excited to be a part of the voting process. And it's just a good reminder that as um, Beth Stevens pointed out, right, those folks are really our neighbors and, Mm -hmm. you know, are really kind. So yes, I hope everybody has that experience, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Same. Um, you know, it's funny, I'm having this memory (laughs) from when I ran for office. So last time there was voting, it was the primary election and my name was on the ballot, which was pretty cool to vote for myself. And I was like, is this really happening? Um, but when you are, um, working on a campaign or volunteering or you're you're a candidate, a, a big thing that you do is, um, Oh my gosh, you got your poll, a poll greeter. Yeah. Poll greeting. I hope I'm saying this right. Sometimes I'm like, do I, do I look like a fool to people who are like, that's not what you say. How did you run for office? Pretty sure it's <laughs> called poll greeting. <laughs> and well, there's just so much vocabulary about all these things. <laughs> I know. I'm like, are they going to see me as a, the, a poser or whatever, an imposter? I don't care. Anybody, y'all should run. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah. Don't get in your head like I do. Um, so you go, what you do is you go to these polling locations and you say hello to people as they are getting out of their cars and you try to hand them literature. And in my case, I was like, hi, I'm Claire Campos O'Neill. I'm running for state representative. I would love your vote. Um, thank you so much for coming out. Whatever. You have your spiel. Now there are, like there is a certain distance that you have to maintain between um, greeting these folks and them actually going into the facilities to vote so you can't so you can't be like too in their face like it's like okay thank you very much now I'm gonna go along and do my thing and pick who I want to pick but it's funny because that happens and now that I'm thinking about it it's like I tend to vote at places that do not get a lot of voters in general so you don't see a lot of poll greeters there and I was like oh yeah there weren't any poll greeters when I went this time but again like it would be kind of a waste of your time because nobody was really there. But there were certain spots where it was like, that's where you park out. That's where you have your signs. And you're just like, you know, getting everyone all excited and drummed up to vote. And that's not where I went to go vote because I like to go in and out quickly. But yes, as Beth told us, there are popular spots people go to. And that's probably where you're going to find the candidates and the campaign staff and all that trying to get their last pitch in before you go and make your choice there was a city council candidate there so really when you voted Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was and so I stopped and talked to him I gave him a sticker for our podcast (laughs) smart. Um, you know and it was really funny because I said to him hey can I pitch you something and he goes well that's only fair you know I just pitched you so I was like great well then yeah we're in good company here that's great yeah, I like that. It was it was pretty fun. <laughs> Everybody was in great spirits. I will say it was it was lovely. Um, also, since we're just talking about voting experiences, I had gone to vote four one one dot org. Mm. You know, put in my address and uh, saw my particular ballot, all the things that would be on it or that were on it, and made all my choices through their system. I actually shared that with my husband and then he converted it. This might all sound super convoluted, but he converted it to a word document so that he could then create a PDF so that we could print it out um, so that we could take it into the polls because for folks who may not be aware, you can't take your phone in 
So if you are concerned that you won't remember all of your choices all the way down the ballot, you might want to think, or no, you will want to think ahead of time about how you're going to remember the choices that you would like to make. And granted that what I just described sounds like way too many steps, but it, it was maybe a little simpler than it sounds. But, you know, point is there are resources and you will want to make arrangements ahead of time because it is a pretty significantly long ballot with, with uh, proposition measures that you'll want to make decisions about. Yeah. Thanks for that reminder, Nicole. Yes. Please remember, make your little cheat sheet on a piece of paper and bring it in with you if you're going to need some help recalling who you're going to vote for. Um, yeah, it was funny. My sister reached out to me a couple of days ago and she was like, okay, where can I go to get like non-biased information about these candidates? And I was like, vote 411, vote 411. We know this now. We can tell everybody. And of course she went. And uh, for those of you who need a refresher, Vote 411 has this really great um, voter's guide where they ask questions to all the candidates running in different races tailored for those races, and it gives candidates the opportunity to respond in their own words to these big issues that they would have jurisdiction over. So my sister goes, and she's like, well, not all the candidates responded. Like, got to say it because it's truthful. Most of the, More often than not, the Republicans didn't respond, and I'm like – yeah, it's a shame because it's an opportunity for them to engage with people directly to communicate their message. And like, why wouldn't you take that moment? Because this is a great resource for voters. So I don't know. I feel like if you're a candidate, this is definitely somewhere you should you should share what you're all about. But some folks didn't. And that's a shame. Their loss, I think. And our well, loss because we should right. know what they're all about. Yes. And it's just such a great, easy resource, right? It costs you time, but it doesn't cost you anything else. And it's an opportunity to engage with people. So yes, it seems like a shame to miss out on that opportunity, right? Take every single one you get. You know, yeah. but not everybody sees things that way. Yes. And if you take it a little bit further, I'm like, if you're not going to tell me what you think now and you become the elected official, are you going to tell me other things? Like, it just feels very, mm, uh, I don't know, like... You don't have to hold your cards your cards close to the vest. Show them like this is a democracy, like where you're going to represent me and we should have open communication. So candidates, my plea to you, please fill out this form because it's incredible and helpful and it makes everything better for all of us when we know where you land on these things. So be clear, as Brene Brown, as Brene Brown says, clear is kind. So we're going to encourage that of our elected officials and our candidates. Well, and here's one more little factoid I learned yesterday. I was actually watching an Instagram live with Democracy, and she was talking to a representative from, I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm actually not going to name the organization because I think I'll get it wrong. But really, here's the point is that um, she was saying that if you wind up in a jam in the booth, or, you know, standing at the, the, the voting machine and you aren't sure what choice you want to make, you are allowed to, I can't remember the exact terminology, so don't hold me to anything, but you can sort of uh, tear up your ballot or reject your ballot or turn your ballot back in. You're allowed to do that. I think she said up to three times. 
So if you're feeling unsure, you don't want to make a quick choice in the moment, you'd rather step out, do some research so that you know what informed choices you want to make. You have the option. You don't have to just feel under pressure and make a choice in the moment. You can return your ballot and come back later. Yeah, that's a really great information because, yeah, I'm sure you look at it and you're like, "Uh oh, I didn't I forgot to look into this race. And yeah, what do you do in that moment? Because you can't pull up your phone. (laughs) It's good to know that you can step away, do a quick little research and then come back in. I like that tip. I did, too. And that was not something I knew. I thought once you've got it, like that is it. That is your moment. You must vote. That is all. But yes. And I'm totally blanking on this, too, but we'll include this in the show notes. Um, Emily Eby told us that there's a phone number you can call, a hotline, if you're voting and you have a question about something, or maybe they're not finding you when you're going to get your ballot. There's a, a legal hotline you can call totally free, and they are happy to help and remedy the situation. Do you remember this number, Nicole? I don't remember the number, but I do remember that there is one. We're going to so, list it. <laughs> you know what? If you want to talk a second, I can try to look it up. Okay, great. As we're yes. talking. Okay, and the other story I wanted to share just because it was timely and I was, I was like, Nicole, I'm gonna, I want to tell you this, but I'm going to wait until we record. Um, I went to a Halloween party this weekend and um, was just chatting with some folks and, and I asked this guy like, what do you do? And he was like, oh, I work for the state. I work in like the finance office or something. And I was like, oh, the comptroller? He's like, yes. I was like, so you work like for Glenn Hagar? He's like, I do. <laughs> and his girlfriend was like, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, we have this podcast. So we learn a lot. We know a lot about well, we learned and now we know a good amount about Texas politics. And we had our show where we talked about the statewide races and who was running um, and he shared that uh, it was actually a pretty good office to work for, like a pretty was- pleasant work environment. And I was like, well, that's good to know because I think sometimes we get caught up in like R and D, but what really meaning what Republican matters, and Democrat, Democrat. But I think what really matters is that you're working for people who create a good culture and who are respectful and are good leaders. So for me, it felt reassuring to hear that he has a good experience in that office. Because we're also learning some of these roles, um, it's just like a really stressful place to be and people are quitting because of that. So elected leaders or candidates, when you do get into that position, if you get into that position, please be nice to your employees so that they want to stay because we need them to do this important work so everything functions and we can go about our lives. Yes. I thought that was funny. That's really funny. Yeah. They're like, how does she know this? (laughs) Um, okay, it was super easy to find the number, by the way. Texas Civil Rights Project, it pulls right up, and it is 1-866-OUR-VOTE. OUR as in O-U-R, vote, yes. V-O-T-E. So 1-866-OUR-VOTE will help you out if you find that you need any help with your voting experience. That's great. I'm assuming you can maybe write that on your hand and you wouldn't get in trouble or <laughs> surely on a piece right? of paper. If you can bring in uh, paper, you can write on your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. So voting, two thumbs up, highly recommend. Make some time. We're still in early voting. And don't forget election day is November 8th. But if you can vote sooner, do so because it probably means you will have an easier experience getting in and out. 
And maybe you, you go there and you're like, oops, I don't have my ID. You still have more days to go back. So try to early vote if you can. Anything else, Nicole? Any other interesting tidbits to pass along? No, I don't think I have any. Just just do it in the just words of it. Nike. <laughs> it's a clever <laughs> motto that we will do for the rest actually. of our lives. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, I do find myself saying that to myself a lot. So yeah, they kind yes. of stole it. <laughs> um, but yes, I, so important. So easy. Don't forget your ID. Do a little bit of research ahead of time so you're not shocked by the length of your ballot. Vote411.org is the resource for that part. If you have any issues, you can call 1-866-OUR-VOTE. Love it. Great way to wrap it up. Let us know how your experience went. And stay tuned for more episodes where we're going to share more about Texas politics and what's going on in our state. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for joining me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, on Go Behind the Ballot. Hopefully, we've demystified some little portion of Texas politics, and we hope that you'll do more with us. Check out our website at www.gobehindtheballot.com, where you'll find links to all of our social media, and you will find our community. Let's join together and do more. We hope you'll let us know what is working, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thanks, everybody, and have a good one.